It's wonderful to be here and, and see you all this morning. Um, I'm happy to be here and looking. Well, thank you, John. I appreciate that. This morning, uh, I'm going to work on, I'm going to teach a, a lesson on being an example, on how to be a Christian model. And the thing about it is, as I have gotten older and I've studied more, and I've learned more, I realize how little I know. The more I learn, the, realize I, the, the thing about it is I realize how much more I need to learn. When we look at this scripture that I'm going to read in a moment, we think that it's for children, but it's, or for youth, for younger, it's for everybody. Um, an example of thinking that some point that I, I knew a whole lot, um, I got, uh, I, I learned something at a, at a youth retreat several years ago, uh, again, once when I thought I knew everything, I realized that there's so much more for me to learn. Um, when I was a youth director many years ago, well, not that many, but uh, a few years ago, and I did it for several years, when social media first came out, I hated it. And I taught kids that, you know, that you really should stay off of social media. And they listened to me. They state no, they didn't. <laughs> they uh, continued with social media. And, of course, I was still teaching this. And we go to this, we go to Resurrection, and there's this speaker that puts his Twitter up there and says, follow me on Twitter, friend me on Facebook. I'm like, man, this dude is, what is he talking about here? So what I did, I knew things. So after he finished his sermon, he was sitting at a little desk trying to sell books or something. I went and talked to him. And I said, I've spent the last few years trying to tell kids they don't need to be on social media. He said, oh, really? He's like, yeah. I said, yeah. He said, well, are you in youth ministry? I said, yes, sir, I am. He said, where are you reaching these kids? I said, well, I'm going to, I'm going to school. He said, they're online. If you want to reach kids, they're, they're online. That's where they are. And, and then first, though, he really, uh, he really made me mad because when I started saying that I did, I, I did teach against, he said, well, tell me about your page. Tell me about what you're doing. So I said, I'm not doing anything on social media. He said, so he called me an expert. He says, you must be an expert if you don't have one. I said, yeah. And then he taught me some things in the way that you could use actually social media positively. Now, Rhonda will tell you that, that it's uh, straight from the devil, and, and, and there, are, there are some bad things on social media, but it can be used positively, we can be good examples on social media just like we can in person. And if we're going to reach younger people, and we're going to reach actually uh, the, the most popular one now, I think more older people are on it now, but if we're going to reach people, we're going to go where they are, we need to have a positive presence there as well. And um, again, we're called to reach people where they are. I would love for them all to be here this morning. But if you look at uh, this small church and actually the, the um, virtual impact we have, they wouldn't all fit in the building. You know, using via social media, we reach a whole lot of people that wouldn't be reached. They, they get to hear the Word of God. So uh, let's, 
as we go forward, let's open our minds to new avenues and new ways that we can reach people. And when I say that, it's not, an, it's not a uh, substitute for church. It's not a substitute for church, but if you can't come or, or some folks won't come, you know, it's, it is an avenue to, to hear the word. But this morning, I'm going I'm to go ahead and begin by reading the scripture, and I'm going to read one verse from 1 Timothy. And it's First uh, Timothy chapter 4, and it's the 12th verse. It says, Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, thank you so much for your presence here, Lord. Thank you for that word, Lord. I just pray that, uh, that as we uh, teach this lesson, Lord, that your words flow through me. Lord, that the folks here receive your message. The folks listening online, they receive your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's, uh, again, a good word that I used to use this scripture a lot um, when I was a youth, uh, a youth director. I would use it a lot to get, give kids the courage to be leaders. And then as I've studied it more, I realized that the reason why it's written to youth, or it says youth, is because Timothy was very young. He was a, a preacher who was very young, and Paul's trying to encourage him to take heart. You know, to, you're called to preach the Word to folks of all ages, to folks who've been followers for a while or folks who are brand new in a while, but you can be examples as you go. Matter of fact, Paul's instructing Timothy to his obligations. He charges him to be an example to all believers. And the word example really translates to pattern, or it could be example. We're to set an example, we're set a pattern of Christian life to everyone. When they look at our life, they should, be a, they should be able to see a pattern. They should be able to see Christ walking with us. They should see that example in their lives and what we do and what we say. You see, those that should be examples are ministers. Do you agree? Ministers should be examples. Absolutely. Just like that verse says in 1 Timothy, Timothy was, was, was a minister and, and it was written for him, but also in Titus it says, show yourself in all respects a model of good works, and in your teaching show integrity, gravity, and sound speech that cannot be censored, that then any opponent will put to shame having nothing evil to say of us. You see, preachers and evangelists are, should be Examples. They sure, certainly should be examples. Speech and conduct from pastors and preachers and, 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 and evangelists should be something worth following. Shepherds of a flock should also be examples. Shepherds of a flock should also be examples. Uh, I used to do an activity uh, with youth where we would talk about how to lead and I would actually compare it to wherever God calls us, he's already there. We follow his voice because he's already there. He's going to meet us. I say he's going to meet us where he's called us, but he's already there waiting on us. And I used to play this game where we, um, 
would be on a, like a full-court basketball goal, and I, and I would have them try to lead somebody to the other end. Sounds pretty easy, but the person they're leading is blindfolded. It makes it a little bit harder, right? And the thing about it is, the person leading them would try to tell them every step, and it would, they didn't give them a lot of freedom to, to go, and they would, talk, and they would uh, try to instruct them every way. And then after everybody failed, and maybe a couple people made it to the end, I said, let me show you how to do it. I want everybody to be blindfolded now. And I'll get a chair, and I'll get to the other end. And I'll just say, come to my voice. Come to my voice. I'm here. I need you here. Every one of them would make it. That's the way we're to follow God's calling. We're to be example because we follow Him. Again, He's already there. If He calls you into a certain ministry, He calls you out of your comfort zone, He's already there. He, his voice is, I love you, I need you, please come here. If we stumble a little bit, He's still there. He's saying, please come here. And again, as we follow that, as shepherds of the flock, they, they should, our, our flock should see us walking towards Jesus. Our flock should see us getting out of our comfort, comfort zone trying to do ministry because we know that Christ is already there. He's already there. Other people who should be examples are faithful Christians. All faithful Christians should be examples to believers, to other believers, also non-believers. You see, it's true of the uh, mature Christian, but it's true of the young Christian as well. Again, the example that we give, we can give examples when we're young. We can give examples when we're, we've been Christians a long time. Some of the best examples I have received in the last few years, again, I'm a, uh, I've been a Christian a while. I think I know a lot. And then somebody who was just starting their walk with Jesus teaches me something. Something I may have known, but I forgot. Something that how we do take small steps when we're following God. Because sometimes I get on my own and, and I sway, but a brand new Christian is hungry for the Word of God. They're hungry to serve. So a brand new Christian can lead more mature Christians. But as more mature Christians, we're called to lead all believers. We're called to lift each other up. Talking about social media earlier, um, it has some purposes. Again, I've seen the Word of God preached on social media. I've seen some bad things on social media, too. Man, I've seen some bad things. I've seen people talk bad about each other. I've seen people threaten each other. Our social media presence should be just like our presence as Christians. We should be lifting people up. Whether we're in person talking, we should lift people up, and even people we disagree with. We don't have to bow down to them and wage a fight that we can't win on social media or, or in life anyway. We need to pray for each other. You see, as faithful Christians, we need to be an example. We need to be an example of of Christ. Before we make some of the decisions, before we say some of the words, before we do this, we should think, hey, how is this helping me in my relationship with Jesus? Other people, when they look at me, 
how can they see Christ through me by what I'm getting ready to do? You see, all Christians, young and old, should strive to be examples for one another. You see, here are the kinds of examples we should be. We should be an example of speech. Speech could be personal conversation. It could be something where we are talking to a wide range of people, but we should, also, we should always, in our speech, be careful. Words can hurt, and you can't take them back. You can apologize, but words hurt. So when we speak as Christians, when we're showing an example for other believers and everybody else, we should, we should show grace, the same grace that Christ shows us. And our words, that's the words that we should be choosing. We should choose truth. We should stand on truth, and we should show grace. You see, whether in private conversation or public teaching, Christians should set an example of speaking the truth with grace. We should uh, have an example. We should be an example in our conduct as well. King James uh, actually uses the word conversation, but conversation in the English language has, turned, has become more of just uh, verbal con conversation. It was actually written to mean conduct, the way we act, the things we say, but also the way we act should be examples of a Christ-like life. You see, when we regard our conduct in a manner of life, we should demonstrate meekness and wisdom. We should display holiness, reverence, and purpose. Not only in our conduct, but it's in our conduct to believers, but also to non-believers. We should have the same conduct. We should be an example of love, the Greek, word, uh, the Greek word for love in this instance is agape, the love between brothers, the brotherly love, the affection, the good uh, love, benevolence, and those things. We should show examples of love. And love is active. Love is active. active. Often, uh, often we, uh, again, in, in um, our English language, in, in our everyday conversation, we water down a whole lot of, love, of words. Love used to mean love and now it can mean i love this remote i love you know and, and and that type of love is totally different than the love i have for you the love i have for god the love i have for my family you see i want it to be examples of true love the love that only comes through jesus christ the love that makes us do things for other people again love is a verb Love is a verb. We show love. We are examples of Christ's love in this world. Have you ever seen anybody hurting? You ever, you ever really seen anybody physically hurting, emotionally hurting, spiritually hurting? And often we will go to them and tell them how they should be feeling. In reality, we need just to be there and love them. We should be there just to have our presence there, to tell them we love them, to pray with them, to hug them. And not really tell them how they're supposed to be acting. People grieve different. People show pain different. We're there to love and, and, and to be support for people who are going through tough times. You see, in the world, in this world, we're often lacking love. 
And we should exemplify that example as Christians. We should bring love to the loveless. We should bring charity to the people who need charity. We should bring the Word of God for people who are starving for the good news of Jesus Christ. Again, this is the type of love that I mean. We, yeah, we need to meet some, maybe some social issues we can, we can take care of, maybe some financial issues we can take care of, but we need to take that love of Jesus Christ just to tell them that, hey, there's somebody who loves you, and I can tell you about a Savior that died for your sins. That's what people need to hear. That's the type of love that people should see living through us. You see, we should also be examples in faith. In faith. We should be strong. We should be confident in our faith in Jesus Christ. When good things are happening, we should be praising the Lord. When, when tough things are happening, we should still be seeking guidance from the Lord. We should be so strong in our faith that when people see us, that's what they see. Is Our life is based on a foundation of Jesus Christ told you before, there's oftentimes I get a little bit busy. And when I'm busy, everything's good except because I work real, really well when I'm busy. But if you throw just that one extra thing, then sometimes I don't react real well because I was already too busy. But it's how you react when you've got too much to do. That peace that you can, and you can still be a good example even when you're under stress. Sometimes we do get too busy, and, and being busy is not a sin, but sometimes we just need to slow down and take care of ourselves spiritually. We need to nurture ourselves so we can be that example for each other, that example for everybody who seeks a relationship with Jesus Christ. We should also be an example in purity. We should be an example in purity. We should strive to live life to live life And to work every day to be pure, just as Christ was pure. I've got a good friend. If you ask him how he's doing, he'll say, I'm one, more step, I'm one step closer to being perfect. One step closer to being perfect. When we seek to be pure, when we seek to live a life worthy of the life that Christ died for, we should seek to live a pure life, a life that reflects the love of Christ to everyone. We should seek, again, we're human beings. Uh, I, I don't want to burst your bubble, but I did sin last week, I'm sure. My mom's going to listen to this later, and she won't believe it. <laughs> Rhonda's like, yeah, you sinned. It was more than once. <laughs> so, but I'm telling you, I strive to live a pure life, but sometimes I mess up. Man, I messed up recently. I messed up. And again, it was with words that I messed up. I'm a human being, but now I've got to get on my knees. I've got to repent. I've got to strive to live that pure, that life that Christ showed us the example for. That's the example I should be for everybody I come in contact with. I should strive for moral purity. I should strive to be that example that, again, when people see me, when people see you, they see Christ living within us. Paul writes to Timothy later, it says, uh, all Christians should flee youthful lusts. 
and pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace. We should flee youthful lust. We should flee all sin, and we should put our eyes on Christ, and we should pursue the righteousness, the faith, the love, the peace that only comes from Him. Even when things are not going well, we should have that peace that comes from Jesus Christ and should be able to share it. I want to ask a question, but are we truly calling on the Lord? Are we asking the Lord to give us a pure heart? Are we calling on the Lord for our salvation? Are we looking to Him for our answers? Are we looking to Him for our sanctification? If we're not, that's the first thing we need to do is start looking for Christ for those things. Start looking to Christ for those things. When we make decisions, every decision we make, small and, small and huge, should have prayer. We should seek God's will for everything we choose. You see, when we do that, then our example will be the one that Paul illustrates in this, um, in this passage. You'll be able to see Christ in our speech. You'll be able to see Christ in our conduct. You'll be able to see Christ in our love. You'll be able to see Christ in our faith. And you'll be able to see Christ in our purity. That's what we strive for. What kind of church, what kind of people would we be if everyone followed this model? If everyone followed this example, what could we do? I want to ask you this morning, are you trying to follow this model, this perfect model that Jesus set? Are you trying to be a great example to other believers? Are you trying to be a, an example for unbelievers, that they can see Christ living in you? Are we, are we really seeking that in our speech? Are we... Are, are we are we showing it in our conduct? Are we showing it in the love we have for each other? Can you see the faith we have in Christ in our lives? And are we trying to live pure lives? If we're not, if we're not, we really need to repent. We need to stop. We need to pray. We need to ask God for forgiveness. And we need to read these words and start living these every day whether you've been a Christian for two days or 50 years. That's what we need to strive for. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, uh, for being here this morning, Lord. Thank you for these words. Thank you most of all for sending the perfect example, Lord. the perfect example that we should all be following to be more like every day. Thank you for the sacrifice, Lord, that you, uh, you made on our behalf. The pain you endured because we deserve it, Lord. Just thank you for, uh, for that type of grace, that type of love. Lord, I pray for this church, this community. I pray for our country, Lord. I pray for our world, Lord. I pray that as we uh, go through life, 
that people can see your love and grace through us. In Jesus' name, amen.